Getting your weekend started right. The Jet Set Breakfast. Yes, you are on Jet Set Breakfast and now it's time for uh, something a little bit more, uh, you know, entertaining. So Encounters 2023 celebrating 25 years and opens with Melistando, um, uh, the most talked about new voice in uh, South African filmmaking. That's the 22nd of June. And uh, we are going to be chatting to our guest, that's uh, Melistando uh, Bongela. She's a filmmaker celebrating its 25th year as Africa's leading international documentary festival, year after year having proudly showcased the boldest, brightest and most compelling uh, notification films from South Africa and the world. There could be no more fitting encounters opening night offering that uh, Melisutando. So we've got a clip. Let's just play a clip and then we'll get into the conversation. What do I encounter in myself or in them when I really look? What do I have to put down or pick up to make the connection possible? How do I work through the desire to resist intimacy? between me as the black person and them. What is the need in me to work this out? To constantly think about race and intimacy and friendship and love and to refer to the memories, both mine and ours. What do I need from them? Melistando. So not only uh, does uh, it challenge us to know and remember or remind us that we are inseparable from our histories, uh, that to forget a place like uh, Transkai would uh, for Bongela be to forget herself. So I watched... Um, you know, the, the documentary, quite interesting. But I think I need to find out from our guest. Good to have you on Jets at Breakfast. Hi, Tata. How are you doing? I am fantastic. So as I was watching this documentary, when it opened up, yeah, uh, there was a, you know, a an individual, I'm going to call an individual, an individual thus undressed next to the Nelson Mandela statue in Santon Square. And then she swiftly turns and starts dressing in in public from pure undressed form. I wanted to understand what was the significance there. I mean, is it is it normal for somebody to disrobe in public a and in, in public and in, in next to such a an iconic figure. Yes, um, no. I don't know if you remember that day, Bertha. It yes. was in 2013. Mm. And I think it stopped the internet briefly in our country as we all watched this person. Um, I don't know if it was an artistic act. I don't know if it, we, nobody knows who that lady was or what, why she did what she did. Or let, me, uh, let me say this individual was or why they did what they did, or what this act was about. But I was never the same after that day. I watched that moment transfixed and watched it over and over. I even wrote an article about it because I remember people having different responses and people rather looking at um, insignificant things like, you know, the shape of her body, etc. 
But I remember for me that I went cold because I remember that felt, it was six months after um, uh, President Nelson Mandela died in 2013. So it was in July. And I remember the, the distinct feeling that, oh, we are now the grown-ups. We are now the adults. The, 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 the leaders and the paternal figures and the, the people have died and we are now the children. Uh, we're no longer the children and what is this place that we've inherited? Mm. And so the film begins with that scene, A, to take us back to that moment, but also to almost engage the audience in a way that this documentary is not the typical film where you sit down and, and lean back and be passive and be told what to do. It really, from the beginning, we put that scene there to engage the audience, to, to make people sit up and realize that in order, this is going to be a co-watching experience where you, the audience member, are also going to be asked to dig back into your own memories, your own body, your own sensations, your own story. Yeah. And, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully that when we, that when we, when we watched it, me at my team and I it over and over but this is what it did to us constantly mm. and and then exp- I think also let whoever is listening to our conversation sort of like understand and uh, we because I, I want to entice them to just go and watch it you you take us through almost history of how we became Mm. as in our experiences you know during apartheid there you are you are black and then as a black child you are being introduced into the white environment what you had to go through i was just telling my producer after watching um you know your documentary it reminded me as a child i think i must have been nine or eight and i couldn't string a sentence of english and my parents took me to an all-white school it was trauma for the first term because you know mm. how it is. You cannot converse, and mm. you 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 have to think of alternatives of conversing. But just walk us through your the, the documentary because there are really interesting parts there where children are being asked certain questions and they have these solid, you know, confident answers. Yes, yes. Um. So so the film itself um, is basically I'm using my own life as a trajectory, my own life as a compass for how, how did I become who I am? Mm-hmm. Where was I born? Um, and, and when was the first fundamental change in my life? What was reality then and what was reality after that fundamental change? And I kind of, um, in, the, in the pursuit of asking who, who am I as, a, as an artist, as a person, I, I, this actually all started in 2013, again, around Antetina Fernandez funeral where I remember going there with my friend to the house in Houghton and laying flowers and paying our respects and sitting with the crowd and singing um, uh, all the different struggle songs that we tend to sing in South Africa. And the one particular song that I remember uh, where there was a bit of a moment in my mind where I went, wait, what it was, was that song that we, my mother was a kitchen girl, my father was a garden boy, that's why I'm a commandist, I'm a commandist, I'm a commandist. And I remember singing the song over and over and thinking, wait a minute, I feel a bit guilty because um, while I support and, and understand the struggle and know these narratives of our country, I didn't grow up in a home like that. My father used to carry a briefcase to work and my mother was a school teacher um, who wore high heels and a, a coral conductor and they 
went to Spain when I was four years old in 1989. How did this happen? Where, where did I grow up? Why is it that I that I can't identify with this thing? I understand it, of course. There are poor people where I come from, but what was this other life that, that my parents were living? And that's when I started to think about the trans guy, and I was like, oh, I grew up in the trans guy, and I had a pretty comfortable middle class life. I went to an all black school, which was wonderful, that had like meadows and hills and a chapel, and we were taught by teachers from Ghana. And we lived on a pan-African street where our clothing was made by Auntie Nana, who was from Ghana, and our doctors were, were Ugandans and Indians. And I couldn't understand, like, why is it that my life and the way that I've grown up, I don't see it reflected in the ways we tell the stories of who we are as South Africans. When we say, you know, black people grew up in Gassi, black people grew up in comfort. And this, these are the binaries of growing up after apartheid, that it was, the hierarchy was like this. Indian people lived like this, colored people, and there was just no complexity. And so I thought I could never find the way I grew up reflected. And of course, I was ashamed about that as a result. I always used to feel like maybe... I was the privileged black people, but I couldn't understand where the privileged black people were or where they came from. And so when I mapped out, I went back home and I was like, wait a minute, what was the trans guy? And of course, we've known that it's a homeland or a bunch of them, but what really was that thing? And how does it relate to how I saw myself? Because I don't remember ever being taught, being, knowing that I'm black or even understanding that there was such a thing as apartheid until 1993 when I went into a white school and some white kid called me black. And so I, I was looking at the, the, the trajectory of my life, trying to understand our history at the same time, or, or, or trying to understand history by looking at myself. And so the film begins in the trans guy, um, and we found this incredible archive that really, when you watch it for the first time, having grown up in coastal parts of South Africa, it dispels everything you think you know about our history. When you see um, the leaders of the trans guy, Bopototuana, Venda, this guy, are all signing contracts with the apartheid government, sitting on big tables, having Independence Day celebrations when you see the flags. When you, I was like, wait a minute, what were these countries? Were they real countries? And then I remembered, yes, of course, we watched cartoons and culture growing up. And there was something called Bob TV. What were these things? And so it's a, it's a, it's a film that begins by asking questions about the homeland and then furthermore asks questions about what was apartheid, actually. We, we, we know that um, there, it was obviously an oppressive system that very intentionally set up black people's lives to be poorer um, in every way possible. But what were these homelands and, and how was the ideology of apartheid expressed through the existence of homelands? And so we started in the homelands, but we zoom out and we go into apartheid, the project, and we ask, what was apartheid to itself? How did it imagine itself? How did it draw itself out? What were how, what was its, its belief system that that white people voted for for 48 years over and over and over again? What did they need to be told about themselves? What did they need to be shown about themselves? And we also so we discovered this propaganda archive, and I really wanted to explore what was apartheid through the lens of white people. No longer just us running away from the police or being shot at or being chased by dogs and the water cannons. I think we're desensitized from those images and they don't complicate and they don't make us really understand what was this thing. And so we, 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 come upon this, we came upon this archive that just looked at white people and their lives during apartheid mm. and, and, and their narratives and their myths and their faith and belief system in this particular system. And... Um, so we turned the gate um, so that apartheid could be looked at from a different perspective 
and, and its philosophies could also be tabled. And then furthermore, how do these philosophies uh, continue to live? The laws may have changed um, in, in when, when, when uh, apartheid ended, but how do they continue to live in people's minds and hearts? How do they continue to live in white people and black people's minds and hearts? And so the film then moved on to the end of apartheid and, and how my family overnight, we left one day the trans guy and we moved into East London, a suburb in East London called Amalinda. And um, we go back to that moment of, wait, what happened to the trans guy? What happened to the flag? What happened to the borders that were there? What happened to that life? And, you know, we kind of left, no one really explained anything to us as kids. And the next thing, we moved into this big house on this nice street with something called a cul-de-sac and something called a, and hedges everywhere and dogs that stayed inside and not outside. And we were the only one of two black families in our street. And on the first five nights of us staying there, we kept waking up and people had thrown eggs all over our house. Mm. And we couldn't understand why this was. As children, my interest is we couldn't understand what this was. We didn't understand it as an act of hate. We couldn't understand why people were wasting food. And so, again, looking from the perspective of my childhood and, and, and a little black girl's perspective of um, this experience, we ask again, what, how does one become racialized? Interesting. So Encounters runs from the 22nd of June till the 2nd of July. And um, uh, where will this be? Um, this will be in Cape Town and Johannesburg. So we have two screenings in Cape Town, one um, in, in the, at the waterfront, one at the Labia Theatre on the 24th of June, one at the Bertha Isuzuvana Centre on the 23rd of June at 2pm. Um, and then in Johannesburg, we have screenings in um, at the West Bank uh, Cinema in at the Zone on the 26th of June, but that's sold out as of the 1st of July at the Bioscope. That's also sold out. Um, we're working on a third screening, hopefully on the 2nd of July, and we'll confirm with everyone. If everyone wants to follow our, our the Instagram is Militantando the film. Um, and that's where you get all the information, or you can follow Encounters to check out the schedule. Thank you so much for joining us on Jet Set Breakfast, and uh, what an interesting documentary. I think, you know what, it's a documentary. If your child asks you a question, you just plug it in and say, you want to know a bit of our history? This is what it kind of like looked like. It, 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 it really paints a picture. And thank you so much for uh, sharing with us on Jet Set Breakfast. Thank you so much, Peter. And bye for now. Uh, Melissa Tando, Bongela, filmmaker. And of course, um, you know, uh, it, the encounters runs from the 22nd of, um, of June till the 2nd of July at uh, different cinemas in Cape Town, uh, uh, VA Waterfront, uh, the Labia Theatre, the Bertha House, Mowbray, and um, uh, the Bertha Movie House, as well as in Johannesburg, uh, Rosebank, uh, uh, Novo. And, um, you know, if you just uh, keep, you know, checking uh, the cinemas, you will know exactly where to find it. But what an interesting, interesting, interesting conversation.